three, two, one. Okay. Hi, guys. Uh, it's Maddie again, and today we have our another special guest. This is Andy Spring. Hi. Um, do she is a, yet another student who is also doing an advocacy project. Mm-hmm. We're doing um, endangered species, right? Yes, endangered okay. species and conservation of those species. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you want to kind of explain how? you got into that or why you chose that as your topic? Oh, yeah. Um, so when I was a little kid, my uncle Stephen used to take me to the zoo um, all the time with my mom. And um, he would, my favorite animal was the giraffe, mm-hmm. and it still is. <laughs> and um, he would point at the giraffe and say, Andy, look over there. And I would go, I don't, I don't see it. Where, what are you talking about? I don't see a giraffe. And so there's been a like running joke in my family since I was a kid, like Andy can't see the giraffe, even though they're my favorite animal. So, um, I don't know. My love for animals started at a really young age and like, I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat animals. I plan to go vegan by the end of my freshman year in college. Um, I don't want animals to die. I love, like, I just really love animals and spending time with them. So, I want to be a zookeeper when I graduate from college. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I only say that just because I know, or the few people I know who are like, they're like crazy about animals. They're Mm -hmm. like, I hate zoos so much. And, but like, I understand why Mm -hmm. they do that just because there are a lot of zoos that don't keep up to standard of like yeah how they're supposed to treat their animals yeah but then like when you think about it there's not really much other way to help right so so the problem that a lot of people have with zoos is the fact that they are like well they're putting animals in prison and like they look so sad and you know that kind of stuff but the the thing is that zoos are accredited zoos um are actually like conservation entities that help preserve endangered species so like the louisville zoo actually has a um a maasai giraffe breeding program that um brings new giraffes into the world and um the maasai giraffe is like the largest subspecies and so they're it's really cool and the louisville zoo actually like single-handedly brought back the population of black-footed ferrets that were going extinct yeah so like Um, even in our city, conservation is happening every day and people can say that, you know, animals are trapped in zoos and that they're morally incorrect. But when you get down to it, they're kind of doing the best they can with what they have and they're doing great work. So, yeah. I I know, like, I don't know about other cities, Mm -hmm. but I know in Louisville, it's such a big deal when this, like when the zoo pronounces that they're like one of their animals is going to have a baby yeah yeah they do so much stuff for it and everyone's always excited yeah because that's just like another living thing that's like it's it's a living like being that shows that the work that conservationists are doing is working yeah it's just really beautiful not even just that but also like when you think about it the like zoos Mm -hmm. or not areas uh attractions i guess you could say mm-hmm. that have a lot of animals the best ones are really really big mm-hmm. and i pe- i think people like forget that like to think about that because they're like oh they're in prison it's like no they're just in a space that's like their home but far away from their home yeah, yeah yeah and i think like they make it 
they make zoos so big and so spacious mm-hmm. because they know animals need all that space to do stuff. Yeah, so... So it's not like they're not trying to... No, they're... Yeah, like I said, they're doing the best with what they have. Like, Louisville is a very big city, but the space that they have for the zoo isn't extremely large. It's large enough to house the animals that they have, but, like, I don't know, you can't recreate African... the african savanna in louisville you can do your best and they do but like people can't expect them to be these big huge like hulking things so yeah i know i heard this and i thought like specifically of this podcast Mm -hmm. i really want to talk about it um but i was watching like youtube videos Mm -hmm. and a youtuber that i watched was talking about how in hawaii Mm -hmm. they're I can't remember what sea turtle it is, but, like, they're, one of their sea turtles, they came, like, they were, like, on the extinction list, mm-hmm. endangered list, mm-hmm. animal endangered list, and then they, like, just because of how, like, the rules that they set on the island in Hawaii and stuff like that, um, they came out of, like, mm-hmm. they're no longer on the endangered list. Right. And he was like, that's a really, really good thing, but now there's a problem, like, there's overpopulation of that species. So now. There's, like, people, not people, they're, like, the animals who eat that species, there are a lot more of those animals coming up to shore mm-hmm. and people seeing them, and now, like, that puts the people on that island in danger. Right. So, like, one of the problems, I've actually talked about this in A-Push before, is, like, one of the problems that happens with conservation efforts is that the people that live in the areas that these, yeah, like, yeah, that these, um, the these wild beings live in is that like (sighs) conservation efforts can sort of like cause a disconnect between nature and the humans that live in that nature. So like, um, in certain villages in like Africa, um, they've made rules where it's like, you can't hunt here in certain grounds. You can't like gather anything from here. You can't use the firewood from here, etc. So like, the humans that live there and have lived there for the entire the entirety of their society, um, <clears throat> sorry, have um, have started to like disconnect with the animals that they're trying to save because it's hurting their livelihood. So, like in the in Hawaii, we like we love sea turtles. Sea turtles are great. They're, they're awesome. Um, super interesting species, but like. Is, but the overpopulation issue, and then again the disconnect with their human counterparts. Yeah. It's just like, how do we? We have to find a middle ground. What I thought was interesting <coughs> is because um, he kept on saying and he was talking, and they were just talking about how they wanted to try and kind of fix the problem. Mm-hmm. So the way they decided to fix the problem is that like they're gonna have like a special time of year mm-hmm. where they can hunt for the fi- they're th- they can hunt for the turtle which mm-hmm. is kind of sad and they can like serve it as mm-hmm. a cuisine or whatever right but the only people who get to hunt are the people who like have ancestors who are native to hawaii right so if you're not a like so if your family isn't a part of this like certain tribal group that mm-hmm. originally uh, hunted them for like food and stuff then you can't do it i just thought right. that was i thought it was interesting that they had that specific like mm-hmm. term i guess to while it applied right 
Yeah, it's interesting that they chose like a like a cultural sort of way to approach that also, which is kind of cool and like respectful to the their ancestry. But that's kind of what they do with like um like alligators in like um like Louisiana and stuff like that. Yeah, they have like a certain hunting season so that they don't get overpopulated. And we do the same thing with deer here. It's like um Yeah, we have deer. Yeah, the deer season when it comes about you can hunt as long as you have like a license and a certain so yeah sometimes those overpopulation issues happen but that's also because of like human interference yeah so (laughs) you know do you just want to like talk more about like what you've done this year oh yeah sure so because i know you've been working with the zoo a lot oh yeah yeah yeah. i've worked with the zoo since i was probably 13 or 14 i did um yeah, for a while. It's been, like, a passion of mine for a really long time, is, um, I volunteered with the little kids at, like, the oh, day camps. Um, yeah, I think Natalie did that, actually, too. Yeah, um, so, yeah, we have, like, those ugly teal t-shirts with, like, a polar bear on the back, and they're super unattractive, but, like, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and you get to teach, like, little kids about animals and stuff, so that was, like, my, my, dip in the water of like do I like this kind of stuff and the answer is yes I love it so um this year specifically though I've been working with the zoo to um I did a used cell phone drive here at school very small scale in Liz's room um there was a box that had like giraffe print on it and I collected cell phones um so far I've gotten over 30 phones from different um places so I did that to benefit the Louisville Zoo's EcoCell Recycling Technology Program uh, that benefits um, mountain gorillas because their um, their habitats are destroyed when um, harvesting the raw materials for cell phones. So that's one of the things that I've done. And um, also, sorry, I'm like trying to whew, figure <laughs> everything out. So also I've gotten in contact with one of the head educators at the MetaZoo, which is that little, um, if you go to the Louisville Zoo, there's a, that little building with, like, the little amphitheater, oh, and, yeah yeah, 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 and they've got, like, um, like, the native to Kentucky, like, reptiles and stuff like yeah. that, and it's super cool, so that's where they do a lot of their education programs, and, um, his name is Fred Hoagland, and he'll be sitting in on my advocacy panel, um, so, yeah, and he's super cool, and I was invited to do, a, the Louisville Zoo's Youth Advisory Board for um, the planning of their Endangered Species Day on May 17th of this year. So we'll actually be on the senior trip that day. So um, I won't be able to attend, and probably a lot of the seniors won't be able to attend. But, but those... Like yeah. Them you it was awesome. Yeah, so like we plan um, like the activities that are going to be happening and all of that kind of stuff. And it's super fun because I get to interact with other people that are interested in the same things I am. Um, so, yeah. So, on May 17th this year, if anybody wants to go to Endangered Species Day, <laughs> it's going to be super fun and super cool. Um, at the Louisville. At the Louisville Zoo, yeah. Okay. Sponsored by lg <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Um, it's going to be super fun. There's going to be a lot of fun activities. Yeah. Honestly, like... 
just thinking about it, like just the Louisville Zoo in general is a place where I think about like, oh, if I go there, I'm going to have fun. Yeah, it's just a place of like happiness. Yeah, I love it. I I still love going to the zoo. Yeah. I'm too scared to like see half the things, which is a problem. Why? I I don't like, it's specifically the places with like where everything's dark because of the animals oh right 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 i'm scared of things like popping out like those nocturnal the vampire bats and like uh yeah yeah like i think the louisville zoo is one of the places where i'm the like i'm most comfortable so i can look at everything Mm -hmm. just because i already know where everything is. right but then like again i also go to the louisville zoo and i head straight for the gorillas oh yeah the gorillas are so so amazing i love their enclosure it smells really bad yeah but <laughs> it smells terrible but the smell you get past the smell and you you start to love it i know i used to go there and i used to see the gorillas and i felt like because there was always one gorilla i can't mm-hmm. remember which one it was but i would always go in there and i would look and he would see me and he'd come up to the glass and we both put our hand on yeah the they're really so cool like, about have that a connection with the yeah, the um the orangutans at um at the Louisville Zoo are super cool too. Um and super personable and like very like want to interact with people. Um I went to the Louisville Zoo with my mom a couple of weeks ago and we always love to sit at the orangutan exhibit because they're so cool. And um one of them, the male, I can't recall, I can't remember his name, but he was like swinging and it was just me and my mom in their little islands enclosure. And not little, it's it's spacious enough. Sorry. <laughs> and so he like swung over to my mom and I and um, saw her bag sitting on the ground and he pointed at it and she picked it up and he started like telling, like pointing at certain things that he wanted to see. So she would pull something out of her bag and show it to him. And then like she had a magazine and um, she would flip through the pages. And when he wanted her to flip a page, he would like, move his hand to indicate that he wanted her to change the page. I feel like people, like, really underestimate They're how so smart. smart. They're Especially so smart. Just because I feel like animal, like, just all, every animal in general, like, they have a certain level of smartness that, like, mm-hmm. a lot of people want to... They have a higher IQ than most people. Yeah. You can say that. It's okay. No, I was trying to find a different word, and I couldn't think yeah. of it. I was like... They're Whatever. super intelligent, especially our, our primate cousins. So yeah. smart. Yeah, I love the gorillas. love the orangutans. Um, I would lo- One of my um, actual, like, the people that um, inspired me to become, like, a conservationist is actually Diane Fossey. So I don't know if you know about Diane Fossey. She wrote Gorillas in the Mist. Oh, it's her yeah. autobiography. There's a book. There's yeah. a there's a movie, which is one of my favorite movies. And, um, yeah, so she was a conservationist. And her journey actually started in Louisville at a, at a conference. Yeah. Um, so she was a primatologist, and she studied the mountain gorillas mm-hmm. in, um, in, I believe, Rwanda. And, like was so badass can i say that can yeah, i say yeah. badass okay yeah anyway she was so cool <laughs> and she um she lived and breathed and like eventually very sad like sadly died for conservation and for she just loved animals and developed such a an amazing connection with animals and that's what i want yeah. that's I think that's what every, like, kid that loves animals dreams about. And, yeah. Is and there, I, like, 
any certain place you want to go, like, to help animals? Yes. Or, like, uh, oh my gosh, or is yes. there, like, a certain species that you want to help? So many. Um, <laughs> I specifically want to work, um, I want to study uh, mammals, specifically um, African mammals. So, like, um, giraffes. Um, and, the, like, sort of, like... Uh, have you seen the bongos at the at the Louisville Zoo? They're like they're like African deer kind of. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've got yeah, like the stri- yeah. yeah. And like so yeah, the bongos, the adax, um Af- yeah, African mammals is kind of my area of interest. Although I do love bears, I love primates. Um, I could really work anywhere in a zoo. Yeah. You put me in a zoo, and I will find my niche. I will find what I love. And um, But I am aspiring to one day go to Kenya and study um, the Rothschild giraffe at the Giraffe Center in Nairobi. Yeah, so that's... Um, a big goal that I yeah. have, yeah. I feel like if anyone can do it, you can. Oh, thank you. you I appreciate that. That's, like, so nice. But, yeah, they um, they work to, like, educate the public on the Rothschild giraffe and um, stuff like that. They're really cool. And they're one of the most endangered subspecies of giraffe. There are nine nine total nine subspecies oh, sorry okay. like, <laughs> no no there are actually only like i think like 2500 maybe less left oh. in the wild so okay. yeah and they're about That's still bad but it's, considering that i thought it was nine earlier it, it makes me feel a little <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah um there are some species that are getting down to the wire though that oh, do have no. like less than 10 living animals left like i think it's the white rhino that has one like male left is it the white rhino i'm not sure i know there's a type of rhino i'm not a rhino expert okay but there's like one left so you know yeah i heard about that yeah i think it is the white i know i remember it's a rhino yeah it is a rhino oh so another thing that i'm doing with my advocacy project is, like, that just reminded me of, like, habitat loss and stuff, which is a huge reason that animals are going, being put, placed onto the endangered list or the red list. Um, I wrote a children's book about endangered animals and about the, um, like, habitat loss that they suffer from, and, um, I don't have a title for it yet. If I did, I would tell you, but I don't. Um... And I'm planning on reading that at Brown's Earth Day celebration this year, oh. so it's going to be super fun. Uh, yeah, it rhymes. It it's rhymes. very Seussian, yeah. <laughs> um, Dr. Seuss was one of my favorites as a kid, so I was like, I'm going to make a Seussian children's book. I feel like Dr. Seuss was everyone's favorite. I think so, yeah. We're, yeah, good stuff. Yes. One, thi- one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Like, oh whoa, that's Dude. literary genius, okay? <laughs> so, yeah. So I wrote a book, and I'm actually, like, trying to get it published by someone local in, um, like, in Louisville. I've looked up quite a few, like, publishers, and I've talked to some, um, some children's book authors and stuff like that, trying to get it, trying to get it out there. Dang, you're, you're, like, 
you got it going on. Yeah, there's a lot on my plate. Yeah. I also write like my um my blog. I do I try to do weekly posts. <laughs> I try. I do my best. But uh I haven't I don't think I put one out for like two weeks now. But I write about I write blog posts about um endangered animals and I like pick a species every week and write about that. The last one I wrote was about the okapi. The okapi? Oh my god. It sounds like a fish. It is not a fish. But like that could be a fish name. It's a mixture of a giraffe and a zebra. Everybody at home look this up. They're so cute and I love them. They're not super tall. Yeah they're not like super long like a giraffe and they look more like a zebra but kind of like brown. And, but they're cousins to the giraffe. Oh, I feel like I know what it yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're so cool and so cute. And I love them. And they're pure and good. And they're very endangered <laughs> because of um, civil conflict in the uh, the um, Democratic Republic of the Congo where they are native. Yeah, so, like, there's, a, there's like, civic unrest. I know! Aren't they cute? Yeah. I love, I love how their body is all brown and then their and then legs their little are, yeah their little legs. Oh, yeah, I love it. Yo, copy a good boy, a good little little <laughs> guy. I can't. They're kind of off topic. Still uh-huh. kind of on topic. There is this really really cute animal. It's like it's a mouse, but he has like really. I really I want to say it's called like a cricket mouse or something like. Pull that up right it's a now. Small mouse. That's <laughs> so cute. A mouse deer? Is it mouse deer? Yeah, it's a mouse deer. Let me it's see. It's not called a mouse deer. It's called something else, but it's so cute. Oh. It's like a little miniature deer with big eyes. I love it. That's so much. cute. Oh, in the Singapore Zoo. I'm gonna have to go to the Singapore Zoo one of these yeah. days. I feel like. You're like me in the way of, I hear something interesting about a place, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, I gotta go there just for that thing. Oh my gosh! D- okay, so one of the zoos that I want to go to so desperately is the Budapest Zoo. Let me tell you about the Budapest <laughs> Zoo. They have guinea pigs on display, in on exhibit, and they have little, like, cottages for these guinea pigs with, like, little holes cut in them, and the guinea pigs just kind of, like, run in and out, oh. and they're like a hundred of them there's so many of them and because they're so small and they just like run in and out of their little houses and stuff and it's so cute and i'm like i want to go there yesterday i want to go there yesterday and i want to live there in the guinea pig cottage and i love it yeah it's so so cool yeah yeah i love guinea pigs i had three of them at one time once yeah i like animals too much it's a mess what is it i know the not the only animals I like, but, like, most of the animals I like. I'm, like, a basic bitch, so, like, we have cats. <laughs> we have cats, and we have three dogs. We have one cat, three dogs. And after, like, now I'm thinking, like, if I get any more pets, I want it to be something, like, I want it to be something like a fish or a yeah. lizard or something. Yeah, Oh my god, lizards are super high maintenance though. All reptiles. I have a turtle. <laughs> I love this turtle. His name's Tyrion. Um, I watched too mu- I watched too much Game of Thrones and then oh. I named my do- and then I named my turtle. And so I got him and um 
he has shell rot. Like we got him from a from feeder supply, uh-huh. which is just kind of like a crappy pet store. So like we got him and I got him home and I was like, what is this stuff on his <laughs> shell? Why is his shell literally peeling off? Ooh, yeah, crazy. it's it's he's got shell rot. So his shell just like rots off and I'm stuck with this turtle <laughs> and he hates me. He hisses at me all the time. Oh, no. But you know what? I love him and I take care of him <laughs> and my mom and I scrub his shell and put betadine on his shell and try to treat him and I give him all the treats that he wants and he just swims all the time and he's crazy. Yeah. Reptiles are fun. I know uh, when I was not like like five or anything, but when I was little, um, I don't know why, but my mom got into like she got big with snakes. Uh-huh. So she'd be so she got us a snake once. And we had it for a good two weeks before my mom was like, no, we can't, we can't keep doing this. Because, like, we they're high maintenance. Yeah, we didn't feed them, like, uh, I don't know. I read somewhere that people usually feed their snakes, like, crickets or something little like that. Uh-huh. But, no, we would just get them mice. Well. So, we would give them, like, frozen mice, which is, I feel like, I don't know if that's okay, like, by a moral standpoint, but that's kind of, like, what's expected. That's what they eat, Yeah. Yeah. But so my mom, she was like, we can't keep this thing. It costs too much to get mice all day. Yeah. Not just that, but then, like, she also thought it was funny to, like, move the box while I was holding it to make it seem like the mice were alive. So, like, like every couple weeks or every couple days, I would freak out, and we'd have mice on the floor because the box dropped, and... Oh, wow. It was just a big mess. But so after... So that happened, and then right after that happened, my sister was like, I want a snake, just so I can say I'm a snake and I got a snake. And, uh, yeah, it was that's really funny. weird, but I don't know. I feel like snakes are one of the things that I'm like, I would like to have one. Like, reptiles mm-hmm. in general, I would like to have mm-hmm. one, but it's just that I, I wouldn't know how to interact with, like, Cats and dogs, uh-huh. I feel like I can tell when they're happy or when they're sad or when they want right. something just because of their energy. But, like, if it's something I have to keep them in a box, mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know what how they're, how they're reacting. Yeah. yeah. Like, I a lot of people are like that because they just want, like, fuzzy pets, I guess. That's how I kind of classify them. Like, dogs, cats, bunnies, yeah. guinea pigs, bleh, like that kind of stuff. But I, like reptiles also have very distinct personalities and so like Tyrion is just an ass he's just mean (laughs) he's old and and just like mean and i kind of dig it like he's he's real he's like he just doesn't care about anything and like you can pet him and he's just like gives you side eye and like he sleeps all the time have you ever seen a turtle sleep no yeah, me either. <laughs> me either before I saw him sleep, and I thought he was dead. And But he wasn't. He was just sleeping. He sleeps all the time. He's lazy. He can't catch fish for anything. And he loves, like, climbing on stuff. And, like, I don't know. He's just cool. I feel a lot of people, I feel like if you don't have a pet, you don't get it. But a lot of people underestimate how different personalities and pets can be yeah they're like, so cool animals are just yeah. dope like i have three dogs one of them's name is ginger and she 
Like, if she was a person, she'd be a person with ADHD. <laughs> always running around. She always has to do something. And if I tell her to just sit down, she'll look at me for a second and then go up and run out of something. And I'm like, right. I need you to stop. <laughs> uh, my second dog, Miguel, he is not ADHD or anything. He's just very hesitant. Mm-hmm. So I, like, remind him. I, not I remind him. But he, to me, he kind of seems like, like, he's really, he's not the youngest, but mm-hmm. he's the baby of the group. Because right. Because he'll be, like, I'll tell him to do something, and he'll do it, like, mm-hmm. right then and there. But then when I say, like, you can come out here, he'll look at me like, are you sure? Really? <laughs> okay. And then, like, he'll get in there, and he'll, right. like, explore and stuff. But then he just wants to cuddle with me. Right? <laughs> Which is cute. He's my baby. Right. Right. And then Romulus, he's the oldest out of them, and he acts like it. He doesn't give a shit about anyone. You have to tell him at least five times to do something because he's like, I kind of don't want to. Are you sure you, you sure you want me to sit down right now? Because I don't want to. And then he sits. I love the way he sits. He sits like a proper old man. That's <laughs> cute. He'll like sit down, and then he has his paws crossed in front of him, mm-hmm. and his back's always straight, so he's looking up at everything. <laughs> I just, I love how animals just have, like, personalities, and they're so smart, and, like, I don't know. They're so much better than people. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry to all the people listening, but if any animals are listening, I love you. (laughs) I think a lot of people would agree sometimes. (laughs) I think so, too. And, like, I don't know. They, just so smart. Even, like, dogs and, like, guinea pigs and stuff. Like, I taught my guinea pig Winston. Sorry, I'm going to rant about Winston for, like, the rest of this episode because I loved him. Um, oh, you don't have him anymore? No, he he died a few a few years ago. But, yeah, but that's okay because he was super cool and I loved him. And I think he's reincarnated as my dog. But we're not going to talk about that right now because I'm crazy. Um, I know. Okay, I'll, I'll get to Kip in a second because you know I love him too. But Winston, I actually... My mom and I actually taught him to play hide-and-seek. And when people think about guinea pigs, like, this man has a pea-sized brain. Like, it's tiny. But the knowledge that he held inside of his <laughs> pea-sized brain was so large, and he had such a good heart. And I could, like, close my eyes and go, one, two, three. And I could feel him. Like, I would hold him up on, like, my chest. I could feel yeah. him, like, run. And he'd go <laughs> run and hide under a blanket. Oh, he was so smart. So yeah, I loved it so cool and then kip knows um kip knows how like he understands different languages yes i've told yes. you about that before I love, yes i love that like you told me that and i was like i'm about to teach my dog some language yes because go. you can like animals take so well to some animals Tyrion does not but like <laughs> some animals take so well to training and like if i tell kip like alonsi like that's let's go in french yeah. he'll go out the door he's so smart I'll be like, oh my god, my dog knows French. And people are like, no, he doesn't. He knows one word. And I'm like, shut up. No. What is it? No, I saw a video <coughs> and um, it's a YouTube video. They were mm-hmm. doing like this challenge where they had to open watermelons right. with their hands. And they were at this girl's house. So in the middle of the video, you see her dog like come in because mm-hmm. he smells watermelon. And she's like yelling at him to like go away. Mm-hmm. And then she starts yelling in Chinese. And he goes away like to his room. Uh-huh. And one of the guys who she's with, he just stops. And he's like, your dog knows Chinese. <laughs> and he starts talking to the dog in Chinese. Yes. He's like, like he's saying like come, like, come here, come here, eat this in Chinese. And the dog actually comes. And I'm like, 
That's amazing. So, yeah, this is about a good time to stop. So, we're going to go. Okay. Uh, do you want to say anything else or, like, uh, what is it? Any Instagram, like, tags or something you want to Um, no, I'm just... Maybe I'll plug my blog if that's okay. Yeah, you can do that. Um, okay, so I have a blog. It's called Long Necks and Tall Tales, and I write almost weekly posts <laughs> about endangered animals. Yeah, I try. I have a lot going on. That's exactly why I'm <laughs> doing that. I know. Like, it's been a month, I, have a I know. It's it's hard. Yeah. But um, so check out my blog. There's usually a link in my Instagram bio. If there isn't at the time, like right now, there's a donation page on there in the link. Um, I can put it down. I'll put it down in our... Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so click the link below to read um, (laughs) articles. And if you like this video, smash the like button. (laughs) Um, No, so... I never do that. I love it so much. I know. Um, So, yeah, that's just about all I have to say is just, you know, check out my blog. Um, Talk to me about animals. I love animals. I'm around also, (laughs) always. You said May 17th. May 17th at the Louisville Zoo. Zoo. If you're in Louisville, you should go to that. Yeah. And I might be there just because I don't think... That would be super fun. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing while you guys are going. So it's going to be I super go cool. <laughs> also, if you go to the Brown School um, at Earth Day, our Earth Day celebration that the like environmental club yeah. runs, it's in April, I think April 20th. Don't, don't April quote me on that. Okay, then definitely don't quote that on me. Yeah, it's um, going to be the 19th. The Louisville Zoo will also be here, and we'll have their ambassador animals to see. So, like, oh, come and see some. An yes, it's okay. going to be so cool. So, yeah. Everyone's going to want to come to that now. So, go to the Environmental Club's Earth Day celebration on the 19th, and go to Endangered Species Day on the 17th at the Louisville Zoo. Yeah, and I'll try. I'll, like, follow up on that. So yes. I'll put it on my Instagram. Uh, I need to put my Instagram on this YouTube thing. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks.